I did something this morning that I never do. That was, did you just hear my stomach? My stomach just growled. I guess, <laughs> I'm not hungry, but I guess I need to eat. I knew that my husband didn't have to go to work for, you know, a little while after my son went to school. So I just said, I need to stay in bed. I just, I just need to sleep for a little bit longer. And I didn't get up to pack my son's bag or, or to do anything. And that frustrates me. I wasn't really tired. I don't think I needed extra sleep. I'm just out of sorts. Now, I told you I was taking that pro-bromide medicine, and I felt super clear-headed. And I do. But I also feel, I don't know, just out of sorts. Not quite myself. And it's because, and while I'm not making excuses, I really don't know what it is, but I feel like it's because every day requires me to go somewhere for something for this illness. I don't have a job, but I do have a job to this illness. And, you know, the podcast gets me through because it helps me share. And then I hear from you and I learn that I'm not the only one who has reflux or I'm not the only one that loses their voice or, you know, has the pain or just goes down. I just try to share it and have fun and, and, and do it like I did when I was in radio and have like the booster club and not everybody's going to like me. I mean, I woke up one morning, I had like 15 more followers. and I think I woke up this morning and lost one and, oh, well, you know, it's going to happen. I'm not going to make everybody happy. And some people tune in just to find out what idiotic thing I've done. So I need to have fun for my mental health. So I have decided from now on, if it's okay with you, for those that follow the podcast, it's the AWOL Zebra Fashion Nation. That's it. You are part of the AWOL Zebra Fashion Nation. Just go with me. Let me have a little bit of fun here. Because this illness, there is no fun. There is no rhyme or reason. I didn't really need to sleep. I, like I said, I wasn't tired. There was a time when 4 o'clock would ring on the on the alarm and boom, I bounced out of bed, jumped in the shower, got up and diddy bopped an hour away to go to work. And I loved every minute of it. And when 10 o'clock hit, my day was over. And then I came back home and prepared for the next day. It's not like that anymore. And I miss that. It's get up and I feel like, what was it? Was it the white rabbit? that uh, in Alice in Wonderland that uh, kept, you know, just was very annoying. So yes, I guess that could be me. <laughs> but was walking around like checking the clock, checking the clock, got to check the clock, got to do this, got to do that. Gotta, you know, if I'm, remember, if I'm remembering correctly, I think that was, was it. But that's how I feel like. My husband was listening to me this morning. I said, okay, I've got to do my exercises. I've got to do my exercises. Then I've got to go to speech therapy. And then I'm going to stop and get some fruit. And then I'm going to come back. And then I've got to make sure I rest. But then I've got to do my exercises again. And then they're coming to take care of the tankless water heater. And then I've got to do my exercises, but I've got to rest. And he's like, Christy, you just need to, you just, you just have to chill. You need to come up with something. <laughs> We've got to work on this. We've got to figure it out. And I feel like for every new thing that I'm learning so I can 
adapt to my new body, I'm forgetting the simple things like opening a doorknob, push, don't pull, you know. I, I just, I feel just out of whack. And I was a little concerned today because I, I had to schedule with my speech therapist. Now, she's she's Lisa Edwards. She's absolutely wonderful. She is the voice guru. And I have been working with her now for, wow, it's been two years. And she is the one that convinced me that, you know, my body forgot to talk and I had to relearn how to talk. And she gave me an entirely new appreciation of my voice and how to use it. And I had been being a, you know, being a disc jockey for years, I thought I, I knew all about my voice. There was so much that I learned from her. And I was able to share with her. And I, I remember breaking down in tears when I couldn't say Wyland. I could not say my son's name. And she got me through that. And she helped me with these exercises. So I went in today. I knew I had to see her. Now tomorrow is postural therapy and then fascial remodeling. And then the next day, I don't think there's anything planned, but then I've got postural therapy again. And the one thing about Lisa that I love, any appointment where they're going to stick a microphone in my face and give me something to read is my appointment. My kind of appointment indeed. I wish the gynecologist could come up with, <laughs> give me the microphone in my hand, but to make it more exciting, you know, I could chit chat through my gynecological appointment, that appointment. Yeah. But she gives me a piece of paper to read and a microphone and I do it. And I instantly knew I wasn't breathing, but I said, it sounded good. Right. But I knew I wasn't breathing. I had to do simple things, you know, like and you know, exhale and she pretty much helped me understand that my body was kind of throwing myself out of whack because the postural therapy, you have to do deep breathing. You have to hold the breath and you have to, you know, move your legs and squeeze your knees and push into the heels and blow into a balloon. And the way to properly talk just kind of escaped me. So I knew I needed Lisa. I needed, you know, I needed a little bit of, you know, tweaking here. I, I knew there was something that needed to be done, but I couldn't quite figure it out. So as simple as it may be, she did give me, give me uh, some exercises. And of course, you know, I go back to my old blowing through a straw into some water because that just helps me get the, uh, that, that part of my vocal cords going and not talking from the front of my mouth as opposed to the back. But now, in addition to my postural therapy exercises, I'm going to be doing my sentence exercises. And it's as simple as this. I take a breath, no one. Take another breath, no one knows. Take another breath, no one knows me. No one knows me. And that's true. Probably quite a few people do not know me. 
And then there's what? Let's see. Aren't you? Aren't you doing? Aren't you doing your homework? Aren't you doing your homework? And I can already feel my vocal cords kind of relaxing and coming back. And I've got a whole list and I'm going to do them. But I'm very grateful that I have in my little village of getting better people, I've got Lisa Edwards because I don't know where I'd be without her. Like even now, I can tell, and she gave me a a great way of thinking about it when I was reading into the microphone, which really got me excited. I would take just enough air so I could get through, but it wasn't enough for a normal breath. So she said it was like putting a dollar's worth of gas in your gas tank and you got seven miles you know, in your tank that you can go and your distance is 6.25 miles away. And that's how I'm breathing. But it took me having to go to the therapist today to figure all of this out. And that's where I just feel, I think, out of sorts. Now, we were talking about it, and this isn't a, oh, woe is me, you know, podcast. It never has been. It's just sharing with you how it is for me day to day and in hopes of bonding with like-minded individuals that go through the same things. This is not a death sentence. You know, we haven't been told we've got, you know, 10 months and, and good luck. We've been told we have a disease that's not curable and that sometimes we're just told that and sent on our way and we have to seek out ways to get through this. And sometimes we're given good direction. It has taken me years to get to this point. And I find myself sometimes going backwards because I almost, you know, I haven't learned the right balance yet of how much is too much. When do I stop? And like, why did I really need to sleep in a little bit longer today? It was a restless sleep. I was aggravated by doing it. So I'm like, I need to set a goal. I need to get up every morning at a certain time. I need to figure out how to rest during the day. And for some reason, I feel like I've just, I've lost myself because of this illness. And I, and it hit me because after I left Lisa, I went in on crutches, oddly enough, because I had rushed through. I had done my postural exercises before I went to see her. And evidently, getting up instantly and trying to walk is not recommended. So I could hardly walk on my left side. But when I left her and it was time for me to go get some fruit, I was going to the store. I was like, I can walk just fine. I just need to be careful how I pick up everything. So I get to the store and I'm looking at the fruit and there's slim pickings. There's not much there to pick from, but I knew I needed bananas for my son and I was going to get some grapefruit and there wasn't much else to look at. So I go back to the seafood department because 
I was in the seafood and meat department and I was like, I'm going to get pork chops because now, you know, my son's eating pork. And so we've got another meat to add to our, our dinner menu. And I thought I'd get some crab cakes because they seem to be the easiest thing for me to eat. I can chew them. And if I don't chew them very well, at least I'm not choking on it. And the woman scared the daylights out of me. She truly did. I was sitting there looking for the packaged crab cakes. So I could just pick up some and then bring them back home and put them in freezer bags and store them. And I couldn't find any. And she comes wheeling out her meat cart. And I look at her and I said, yes, ma'am. I was uh, just looking for some crab cakes. And then she just points into the meat counter and there are some crab cakes, but there's no prices or anything on them. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I was looking for the packaged ones. And she goes, I'm here. I'm putting up the tags. Yeah. What do you want? It'll just give me a minute. And that's when I looked over and I saw a sign on top of the counter and it said meat department and seafood department open 10 a.m. to 8. Well, I didn't know that there was a time limit between the meat department and the store. I just figured the whole store was open. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were open yet. And she's like, just give me a minute. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And then I thought about it. Years ago, when my son was five years old, I remember he he had, you know, you make play dates and stuff. And he made friends with this little boy. And this little boy had a sibling. And he asked if they could get together. And I said, well, sure, I don't mind. And so at that point, you know, the parents kind of have to be involved in the play date as well. You know, it's not like when they turn 15. And so the mother came to me and said, I understand that our boys would like to have a play date. And I said, yes. And she says, well, there's something I need to talk with you about before we do so. We have a very unique situation in our family, and I need to share it with you to see if you wish to proceed. So I'm, of course, thinking, what is, what's the deal? You know, I come from a very dysfunctional family, you know, and we're doing okay. I don't find the need to tell everybody how I was raised. I mean, I've shared with you, but there was a point to it. You know, but I just don't open up. Oh, by the way, you know, my uncle was a homosexual. My grandmother doesn't, you know, didn't bathe. You know, my mother this. I, it just wasn't something that I needed to share with individuals before my son had a play date. So I was really kind of curious, you know, what was this woman going to tell me? So it goes by a couple of days and you know, it's driving me nuts. It's just literally driving me nuts. I've got to know, like, what is the deal, you know? And she calls me up and she proceeds to tell me that my son's friend's brother is, and I, and I apologize because I'm, I'm not very fluent with how the terminology is, but I, I don't mean to be insensitive. I promise you I don't. And I'm not making a joke of it because I think transitioning, that's it, transitioning, that's a very... Uh, deep, emotional, private moment. And if you choose to share it, then that's, that's on you. Well, she told me that 
her son's brother was transitioning and is now his sister. Do I have a problem with that? And I, I mean, I know what she, I thought she was going to tell me that, you know, she was gay and her husband was gay and they were just together to have kids. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't care. And I said, well, it doesn't bother me a bit. I mean, I mean, I didn't know really how to react because I I didn't think it was any of my business. My son wasn't playing with the older sibling. He was playing with the younger sibling. So I didn't feel that it was necessary for her to share that with me. But that was her decision to make. And I mean, I respect that. that that's fine. I told her, I said, it has no bearings on my feelings about your son and my son playing with each other, but thanks for sharing, you know. So my son and his friend are playing, and they're having a nice time. Well, she takes, and and it's confusing for me because she would still refer to her daughter as her son and switch it up. So I got very confused, but I just just kept trying to you know, not make it part of the conversation, didn't think it was necessary. So she used the opportunity to take her son's sibling out shopping so they could have a a, a girl's day and go out and go do things. And so she loved the opportunity of my son and her other son, uh, her son, playing together. So he's here with us for a few hours. Everything's going just fine. Then she comes back. And she brings her child in with her. And now this child is older than the other children by a good three years. So she was eight at the time. And the boys were were playing. And she stood in the middle of our living room. And she looked at my husband. And she started stomping her feet. I want a frozen bar. I want an ice cream. I want a frozen bar. I want an ice cream. And stomping her feet because the boys walked by with a little frozen popsicle. So my husband asked the mother, um, can she have one? I don't care. You know, is it okay? So we went and got her one. And then she set it on the couch. So I'm watching it melt. And I'm like, I'd appreciate it, you know. We don't have the best of everything, but we try to keep it clean. I said, let me just pick that up since maybe you don't want it right now. And the mother's just sitting there watching all this. And then the little girl just gets up and starts walking all over my couch. Just stomping, walking with her shoes all over my couch. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm looking at the mother, and I'm looking at the child, and I was like... I'd appreciate it if if you would not do that. And then finally, after nobody did anything, I went and got the little girl and I grabbed her by the hand. And I said, why don't you step down with me for a second? And she stepped down and I walked her to the front door and I opened the front door and I said, here you go. You stand right here and don't move until your mama comes out. I said, you be real nice and patient out here. And when the boys are done playing, you and your mom can go, but I'd appreciate you not walking on my furniture. I said, let me know if you change your mind, you're welcome to come back in. And then I walked right back in and carried on my conversation with the mother. She didn't seem too happy with me, 
but I wasn't too thrilled with the way her child was acting. And I'm like, I'm all for whatever your your child is doing to find themselves. I think that's wonderful. I think it's wonderful that your child can come to you, but I still think they need to have manners no matter what they're doing and show a little bit of respect. And so that was me 10 years ago. I walked somebody's child out of my living room to my front porch. And today I cowered by the meat lady's conversation with me because she scared me. It's like I had no fight in me. And I mean, this is the bad thing. This is what kills me is that I said, well, you've got crab cakes that are two ninety eight a pound, seven ninety eight a pound, and three ninety eight a pound. And I'm like, the two ninety eight looks smaller. They're all the same size. I said, Okay, yes, ma'am. I said, Well, I'll tell you what, let me go ahead and take two of the two ninety eight and then two of the lump crab meat and, and that'll give me four crab cakes. And so she goes ahead and wraps up two crab cakes and then starts walking around the corner and gives them to me and throws them in my hand, literally throws them in my hand. And goes, is there anything else you want? And she hadn't given me the other two. And I was so bummed and I was so, I don't know, cowering down. I was like, no, that's fine. Thank you, ma'am. And this is what bummed me out is I get up to the self-checkout and I'm checking everything out. And I had just gotten this coupon. Now, I hate coupons because I forget to use them. And then I kick myself because I didn't save that 50 cents or that dollar or something. It just, just bugs the heck out of me. So I get to the checkout. And I'm like, well, I'm sure because you had to spend $75 and get $10 off. And I'm like, well, I know I didn't spend near that much. So I'm not going to worry about not getting those other two crab cakes. And I was kicking myself the whole way up to the cash register. Like, why didn't? Why didn't? Didn't I ask for those other two crab cakes? You know, what was wrong with me? And then I get there and I get to the checkout and it's $67. And if I had gotten those other two crab cakes, I would have been at $75 and I could have saved $10. And that just burns my gizzard. But why? Why am I not functioning the way I used to be. I don't think I was rude to the mother or to the little girl. I just asked for them to show a little bit of respect. But today I'd hate to see what I'd allow somebody to do to me. I cowered down because I upset the seafood lady at the the the, the Harris Teeter store. I wasn't rude to her. But I feel like the old me is in here somewhere, but I just can't seem to manage everything. I feel like once, you know, because I'm getting to the point that the fashion remodeling is not every week, and hopefully it's going to be to maintenance maybe once a month or as necessary. But now that I've got this postural respiration that seems to be kind of taking over and it's covered by insurance. But there's a part of me that wants to just sit in a corner and just cry. 
because I feel like there is no happy medium. And then there's a part of me that is embarrassed because I know this this isn't a death sentence. It's just something I have to adapt to and something I have to learn to live with. So I'm battling, you know. I've got the good girl and the bad little girl and there's no in-between. And then there's a part of me that's just friggin' upset because I could have saved $10 and I did not. So that is why I am adamant about figuring out what in the heck is wrong with me. (laughs) And I am going to figure it out. I do think that having a physical therapy appointment three times a week is a bit much for me. But I've noticed so much improvement. And Marie Rose mentioned something about compression shorts. And I feel like if I, I'm not sure what she meant. I've sent her a message because I'm curious. Something about the compression shorts, I think, maybe feel like they're holding you in. So when you're doing the postural exercises, maybe they feel better. Maybe that's kind of something I need. Anything I can do to speed up this madness. I am eager to learn from you because I just, I'm upset about that $10. I mean, really? (laughs) I know I, I couldn't sit here and cry. I want to, but I'm not going to. I was tweaked today by Lisa Edwards And I am forever grateful to that woman. Sincerely forever grateful. Because she does. You hear my stomach? Because I hear my stomach. She never belittled me. She never made me feel less than. And she taught me a lot about my voice. And has helped me to understand it. Without overwhelming me. I'm hoping that these postural exercises will become second nature to me as well. I'm noticing that my neck isn't pulling forward as much as it was before. So I feel like maybe my body's getting more regulated with it. But I just haven't figured out how to put my day into good use. I can go get my son. I can get my son to work. I need to be able to get up to make sure that I'm there for my son in the morning. I need to figure out when to take a break. Lord help me if I was working. What in the world? I'd be fired on the spot. Thank you. For being here for me. I appreciate you following us. Remember, if you're a follower and you're an AWOL zebra, you're part of the AWOL zebra fascination. Oh, and we could have tights like zebra print 
And we could be like a wrestling team. We could tag team. We could do something. We could have so much fun. We could have little zebra stripes and, and of course, red hair wigs. And, oh, I could see it now. And then we could go in and make a difference because that's my plan. We are going to make a difference. We are going to make it easier for our children that are growing up with this illness. But we have to make it understandable and easy for us because how can we help others when we can't even help ourselves? I sincerely appreciate you being here. I have a lot of fun knowing that I have somebody to chat, you know, chat with every day. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to learning from you. That's how we're going to make a difference. Thank you for being a part of the AWOL Zebra Fashion Nation. I'm Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.